Are you a fierce female looking to dominate the franchising world? Look no further. Join your host, Phyllis Pieri, a franchise expert with over 40 years in the industry, who is here to help you unleash your franchise dreams. Join Phyllis on Fierce Females in Franchising, the podcast dedicated to showcasing the power and success of women in franchising, as she interviews badass female founders with inspiring stories, chatting with savvy franchisees about their franchising journeys, and bringing in industry experts to share their top tips for franchise success. Franchising may be the best kept secret in town, but we're here to spill the beans and show you the endless possibilities that franchising has to offer. So, if you're ready to take charge, kick some franchise butt, and become the ultimate franchise queen, then tune in to Fierce Females in Franchising, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. I am so excited that you are here. I want you to meet my guest, Jean Marie Ariano, who I met at my friend's Christmas party last December. She has over 12 years of upper management experience in the hospitality industry, having worked with popular concepts like the old spaghetti factory, yard house, restaurants, and improv comedy clubs. In 2010, they started Vanity Fur and steadily expanded their mobile pet grooming services each year until they began franchising in 2022. With two successful franchisees and an exclusive builder for their specialty designer vans, my client's priority is the safety and comfort of every pet. They strive to provide a fun and straightforward business model for pet lovers who seek reliable and comfortable pet grooming services for the their furry friends. Their ultimate goal is to expand nationwide and become a leading name in the pet grooming industry. So Jean, I'm so excited that you are here because I love what you're doing and I think that your model is going to be a total home run. So welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Phyllis, for having me. I appreciate it. Great bio. I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's just me and chat GBT. <laughs> if you haven't heard of chat GBT, you should, because it is a total game changer in today's world. So why don't we start? I always love for people to understand why someone would decide to start a franchise. And I've helped several people like yourself get started in this business. And I would love to hear what changed in your life that made you decide to go down this path. Well, so the first change was coming out of the hospitality industry. Mm. And although I was working in fun concepts and doing really well there, something was continuously telling me I, I wasn't fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so the first step out was to learn dog grooming. I mean, I really researched it and just decided I want to do something I love working with pets and have fun doing it. And mobile grooming found me. I went to school and got the first mobile built. So that was that first, you know, where I stepped out. And then once I started the business, just realizing the demand for mobile pet grooming, mm -hmm. uh, honestly, even when I was in pet grooming school, I had asked the, the owner of that school, why, why are you building vehicles for other people and creating your own competition? Why don't you just franchise? 
-hmm. And she thought that was ludicrous. Like you, you have no idea how much it takes to, to have a franchise and the investment and all of this. And, and I probably, she sparked that entrepreneur in me that said, well, then I've got to do it. So, exactly. so yeah, really the demand. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do it now. It was honestly the demand when, what we say, when people go mobile, they never go back. And that's true for groomers and it's true for owners of pets. It's just such a low anxiety experience. And I thought this has to be everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've got two little furry animals that are not here right now because they're in their favorite place, which is my car, which is where they sit while I do my podcast because they think it's a kennel. So, hey, I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, because, and you should be too, because they're not going to be barking. The one has long hair, so she definitely needs grooming and brushing out and all of that. And I love what you're doing and I can't wait for you to open one around here so I can have you have them come visit me so I can let my dogs enjoy that experience. Yes. So tell us about the journey. You expanded, you became a franchise, but you want to be cautious that you don't find franchise owners that are just groomers because they're going to be so busy grooming, they're not going to be growing the business. Mm -hmm. So we want our audience to know that while it's okay to own the business and do the grooming. And that's where your ladies, I believe, have started. And you're going to share that story. But it's also important for people to realize that we're looking for business people that see a need in the market. And they're good at managing teams. So they'll be good at making sure the scheduling is done and the marketing is done. But they're not going to be doing the grooming because they can't groom and build a big business both at the same time. Correct? It is possible, but just like you said, we are looking for business-minded folks that love animals, want to enjoy that semi-absentee. There's not a lot of investment with the home-based business in terms of time and money. And so, you know, that's the owner that we're looking for with Vanity Fur that really understands that everything we're doing is about safety and comfort for the pets. And, and so somebody that's passionate for animals as well as is the owner for us. Oh, definitely. I'm sure they have to have a dog because that would be one of my reasons. Well, I don't have my own business thing, get groomed all the time. Yeah. It's a perk. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a great perk. Okay. So continue on with your story as I keep interrupting you. Yeah. So, okay. So I started the business in 2010 with my first mobile. I was the groomer. So the next year I realized that the mobile that was built for me wasn't really conducive to the large, most senior dog or the groomer Mm -hmm. because they had to jump in and out of the vehicle and I had to lift and that wasn't working. So then I found a builder and I customized the second, my second mobile and got a, got a great groomer and then did the same thing year three found I always was improving upon the build of the vehicle because I wanted it just right. I wanted it to solve problems for the large, most senior dog with hip dysplasia. Mm, that the groomer, you know, it, it, it had a good experience as well and didn't have to lift the dogs. So I kept that going for year two, three, four And then we did have trucks and trailers. So I realized we really need to get into the vans. And Mm -hmm. so then I spent 15 months. I found a great, and I always believe everything comes to you for a reason. I met the builder at a groom expo. He'd never been in any grooming expos ever. And I I wasn't going to them either. Mm -hmm. I happened to go to this one because I had somebody interested in the franchise opportunity. 
And I said, well, why don't you come to this, this crazy thing that is this groom expo where all, our, all these groomers are doing these coloring and all this fun. And I met this, this builder and we've developed a great relationship and him and his son started their business as well. They'd been building vans for a different part of the dog grooming industry mm-hmm. and wanted to get into the mobile grooming industry because they realized the huge demand. Mm-hmm. And so then we've developed this and now he's an exclusive builder. We've built the most amazing van with lithium batteries, solar power, ramp system. The table goes all the way to the floor. It solves every problem for the groomer and the dogs. So it's fabulous. Yeah. So now do you have one of those vans at home now that is out being used? Oh yeah. We've been testing it out for well over six months and, and we tested it out during a cloudy covered California month, which has been a lot recently, as oh, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And so we actually didn't plug that van in for 30 days and we were running it six days a week, all, all day, full time. And we could never get our batteries under 75%. So wow. it's been That's a really, fabulous. yeah, it's been fabulous. So a lot of mobile grooming vehicles rely on generators Mm-hmm. And generators require a lot of repair and maintenance costs. And we had propane on ours. So there's propane costs, you know, associated with that. We've eliminated all of those costs with these vans. You know, so that's a thing that people don't take into consideration and they don't think about. So first of all, we know when people think franchising, at least in my experience, they think food, nothing mm-hmm. wrong with food, just you didn't go into food. You just spent all those years in food, didn't go into food. Funny how that is. But anyway, it's a lot of work. But I'm not saying you didn't, you're not a hard worker because you clearly are. But the thing that I love about franchising is look at all the time and effort and research and all the things that you've been doing along the way that brings you to today. And that's one of the things that's so great is that you have this business model that is all perfected and ready to go and you've gotten all the kinks out of it so people aren't going to have to spend that time and money like you have to this point absolutely and you know I think because I was a groomer for so Mm -hmm. long not only does it resonate with the groomers that I hire you know I was talking to a candidate yesterday and she said I really respect that you are somebody that knows grooming because that's, that's really important. So I think when we teach our, our franchise owners mm-hmm. uh, and we can give them the perspective of what the groomer goes through. So they understand what their groomers yep. are going through, but had somebody come to me in 2010 and said, I have this pretty little business and it's called vanity fur and all of the kinks have been worked out. You're not going to have to spend thousands of dollars learning something. You know, I might not have understood it at the time, but boy, do I understand it, it now, like the value of it. Is that the truth? Yeah. No, that's fabulous. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the words that we use in our industry is train the trainer. So it could be that you will find that you will have to teach your owners maybe some of the basics of, of grooming, right? Mm-hmm. So that if, if their groomer calls in sick, that they can maybe do something about it. So I got a funny story for you. I owned a printing business in downtown San Francisco and it was 10 o'clock at night and I'm at the shop with our counter girl. Her name was Nadia. She was amazing. And the phone rings and I pick it up laughing and it was my husband. And he said, 
Now, remind you, this is a long time ago. We didn't have cell phones. My, the phone was, you know, on the wall. <laughs> he says to me, do I hear the press in the background? Who's running it? I said, I am. He said, where's Randy? He's not here. <laughs> so he said, what are you doing? I said, well, our best customer came and they needed the job done. So I did the job. And so he, <laughs> but the point of the story was that I was resourceful because I've always been resourceful. It's kind of part of being a female entrepreneur. I think we, we make things happen one way or the other. Right. And uh, it wasn't the best job we'd ever done, but I got the, I had him shoot the plates. That shows you how old I am. Shoot the plates. I could put them on the press and we ran the job and the customer was happy. So the point of that is that sometimes brands will train the owner how to do that. Now, the trainer at Sir Speedy came in during the two week training they would have. And he'd say, okay, today you're going to learn how to use the press, but I don't want to get a whiny call on the phone and say, you're not making any money and come in and find out that you're the pressman. That's not why we're doing this. We're doing this for that emergency time when the pressman gets sick and you've got your best customer and, you know, maybe you can do a wash and a little bit of a trim, right? Yeah, absolutely. Although we would never expect our owners to jump in as a dog groomer because there is a lot there. But the beauty about our business being a home-based mobile type of business is mm-hmm. that if let's just say, you know, a groomer will be sick one day, we, we can reschedule those clients. That's and right. so we don't actually have to go to the, the building and open up regardless of whether or not we have clients. So no employees, no clients in Same with the sales. If we know how much business we have going forward as well. So I just want the future owners to understand they they wouldn't have to jump in as a dog room. That might be a little scary for them. Nice. (laughs) So that brings me to a really good point. So tell me about, while you're new, but tell me about what your training is going to be all about and how long is your training? Yeah. So first of all, we've developed all of our training into a learning management system. I don't know if I can say the name, but it's pretty well known. So they're not just looking into a book, the groomer or the owner. Mm-hmm. It's very interactive. It's all on your device. So you get to learn that way. So it makes it easier to follow. We have that for the groomers as well as the owners. And everything that we train in that period of time is how to hire the groomer, how to get that groomer in, how to support the groomer and, and how we keep our culture together as well, while everybody is working in their own vehicles separately. So we're always apart, but together we train them on how we're going to market this business and set them up. We have our marketing team that, that is outsourced. And so they'll be with them. And then we have career plug. They help us with hiring. And then we have other vendors that we have in place to help you with your bookkeeping and everything. We are ready for you. So we're going to, going to teach you all of that. You don't have to learn that stuff on your own. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's business in a box, as they say. Yes. It's terrific. So how has this changed your life since you decided to start this business? So I don't know, but it is the truth and you hear it and it sounds cliche, but I don't ever really work because I do what I love. Every aspect of this, when I was a groomer, talking with the clients, going to your home, like when we're in your area, we're going to come see you and your dogs fill us every two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. We become family. So I love that part of it. The groomers love that. How it's changed my, I mean, man, I just, I love what we do. And I love that we're providing safe 
and comfortable grooming for the pets. Mm -hmm. That is so important. I didn't mention that we have cameras in the vans protecting. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's really what I want because I think that anything out there in the world that can't speak for themselves should have eyes in the sky protecting the, the groomer as well. Making sure that I want to make sure that every dog and cat gets a safe and comfortable grooming experience. And I work from home and, you know, when I was just running the mobiles, it was semi-absentee. I was on vacation while the business was still working. I mean, it's changed my life in a (laughs) hundred ways. I, you know, Franchising is hard. It is difficult to become a franchisor. It's a whole nother business that we're coming into. And that's even amazing. And all of the people I've met in the franchise industry, how helpful they are, including you. Let's segue over there because you just went to the IFA convention Mm -hmm. and, and that was in Las Vegas. Tell me about your experience at the IFA. So that was my second time going to the IFA. The first one was the year previous. And I just don't think that I will ever not go to an IFA. You meet a million people out there. Everybody becomes your friend. We're all doing the same thing. Even competitors, you know, I, they're friendly and they're in a different place. So it's not even really like com- competition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. friendly competition. And I just learn so much every time that I, I go to an IFA and I get so many takeaways and I get new friends as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I think franchising has a culture that nobody doesn't understand because you can have, and you've experienced this, you can have a table of franchise owners. And like you say, they could be in the same industry mm-hmm. and you're sharing best practices because at the end of the day, any good franchisor, their goal is for the franchisees to be successful. So if they can pick up ideas of things that you can do that will help the franchisees be successful. So if they're successful, you're successful, then everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I've always loved about being in the world of franchising. It is a very different culture. And it is exciting as well. There's just so many different things in there, you know, in, in my team that I have as well, you know, so long, I was talking my vision about we're going to franchise. We're going to be nationwide. And they thought I was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jean. And then now that they see it and they're like experiencing it, they're excited about this whole franchising thing and all that is going to come with it as Mm -hmm. well. So, so what has been the most rewarding moment that you've had since you started, you know, to begin with venturing out on your own, becoming a groomer and then turning it into a franchise? What's been your most rewarding moment? You know, I remember when I was in year one and I started my Facebook, you know, the vanity for Facebook, and I would look at the likes and I thought, oh my gosh, I have a thousand likes. I couldn't believe it. But now I guess I didn't realize all that I was even doing in 2010, how much it was going to help me here Mm -hmm. and that I get to create fellow business owners that do my same business that can give, you know, more to what I don't know everything. And so my franchisees have like great ideas. Mm -hmm. And I think my, that, that we've even started and I'm just so proud of it. I can't wait to see what happens in the next five years. I really just can't wait. It's just, well, you're, you definitely have picked a niche that is, and you know, as they say, the riches are in the niches. And I, I really do believe that. 
And, you know, the fact that you've gone into the space with pets, it's such a huge industry that there's, I, the other thing I really like is I believe that you have an abundance mentality as opposed to a scarcity. So it's not like, oh my God, there's going to be so many people. Am I going to have enough business? No, there's plenty of business for everybody. And even locally, if you were to drive around my neighborhood for the next day or two, you're going to run into other, you know, competitors, people that have started their own. They're usually sometimes just a groomer that just sure a mobile and she's trying to muddle through and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, there's enough dogs to go around is what we say. You know, there's, there's enough business to go around, especially in the mobile grooming. Mm-hmm. It, it, I just challenge anybody that is watching your podcast, even if you don't have a dog, but you know, you're going to get one or, or whatever the thing is call some mobile groomers and find out how booked out they are and find, you know, you'd be surprised. We, that's why I franchise as well. I never could keep up with business. So I could keep growing a mobile. Wow. There's something here. And that is why. Yeah. People don't realize that when a franchisor comes into a market, the first thing they look for is competition because if there's competition, it means it's a good market. So you want to have a lot of competition. It's really Mm -hmm. validating the fact that there's a need for what you do. You might find that you could find some independents that decide that they love what you're doing and convert. That'd be great. We welcome that. Absolutely. Back to your mind. Yeah. A lot of brands have built that way. So what are you most proud of at this point? Yeah. I mean, just, just like I said, just to even be at the ground level of beginning the franchise Uh, Nobody really understands all that goes into the two years before we even came to the franchise market. Mm -hmm. There is a lot there. We were building out, perfecting our systems and building the operations manual that is everything that we, so we have spent a lot of time to get here. So, I mean, just all that, all the work that we've done and my team has helped is what has me the proudest for sure. Uh, My Instagram or our However, they want to find us on social media at Vanity First, plural, F-U-R-S. You will see all of us there. You'll see our grand openings to our franchisees. Go on my LinkedIn, Vanity for Mobile Pet Salons. Hold on, let me create a banner here. So what is your Instagram? Uh, at Vanity Furs. At Vanity Furs. Show. Yeah, that's it. I don't know if you'll see it. That's okay. yeah. Just go to her Instagram and, uh, and what is your phone number? So I can put it up for people if they want to call you. So it's nine, five. Well, it's, it's eight, six, six own pet biz. Make it easy for you. <laughs> own pet biz B I Z. I could spell. Yeah. Own pet biz eight, six, six own pet biz. How's that? That's it. Cool. Yeah, and, and our website is vanityfurs.com for, for the pet grooming side and vanityfurs.com forward slash franchising for the franchise side. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, okay. Let me see if I have any other, what haven't I asked you that I should know? I mean, we talked about a lot here, okay. other than, you know, we, we, so just so you know, we are California based, but we are, uh, in Texas and Florida and are willing to grow into any market that you're willing to enter into. And we're going to support you 
from, from day one and, and getting ramped up. I do want to say this though, with my second franchisee, because we're really excited about this. So she started Vanity for Menifee. That's also in Southern California. She started her business mid-January, did her marketing spend and her mobile is almost booked to capacity already. And we're April 4th right now. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what kind of marketing did she do to get to that point? So she worked with our marketing platform, the, the company that we work with. So mm -hmm. they, they help provide her with the business cards, the rat cards. And then she did a Yelp ad, some Yelp ads and a Google business ad. And, you know, she's almost completely booked. And then our clients recur. So once you get that human client, we've been serving clients since 2010. We're on second and third generation, unfortunately, of dogs, but fortunately that they stayed with us, but you know, unfortunately that the dogs die. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a recurring thing. So all she needs to do is get them to be the raving fans of her mm -hmm. vanity fur and they're going to market for her. Yeah. So when you think back of your career, I would feel that you learned so much in customer service being in the hospitality industry. Where have you brought that forward into your franchise and your business? Oh my gosh, that is a good one. And nobody's ever asked me this before, but I would, would like to say, because I come from the restaurant industry and lots of different concepts, the one I like the most were was really improv because everybody was having fun. So complaints were at a minimum. And I just knew when I started my business, I want to work where people are going to be happy and joyful. It's so very rare that ever there is, you know, something where I have to step in as a, you know, kind of putting the fire out, if you will. But even when that happens, you know, because I have all that experience, you know, people just want to be heard. And, yep. and even if they're complaining about, because what I learned in the restaurants, if, if the bread was cold, then you go over there and you say, I'm sorry, the bread was cold, but then it, the table's wobbly. And then by the way, the server, now she has a scowl. And so it becomes a yeah. huge problem. Whereas really it started with just the bread being cold. So I think making sure that it doesn't turn into that fire, definitely come with that set of skills. All right. Well, thank you very much. This has been really fun. You're my first franchisor on the show that's oh, brand new. And great. that was my goal is I, I brought in a seasoned person and then I brought in somebody talking about why it's important to love your business and you love what you do. Yeah. So that fits right into what I, I really believe in. And then I promised everybody that I would bring young emerging females onto the show so that they could get a feel for what you did and why you did what you did. So Jean, thank you so much. I'll have to tell Cease that we had this podcast. Thank God for little things. Who knew going to a Christmas party, I'd meet a future franchise. Thank you so much, Phyllis. I did not know I would meet you either. And that party was so much fun because I got to talk franchising with you all night. Well, we're in this world. We can't help ourselves, right? We just gravitated. It was a large party, I want to say. And yeah. Phyllis and I found each other, which was amazing. Anyway, well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time and, and thank you everybody for coming. I do want to put in a little plug. I did publish a book. It'll be in the outro, but I'm super excited. The itty bitty franchise book, 15 keys to finding your perfect match franchise. So with that, have a great day. And thank you so much, Jean. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Phyllis. Take care. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Thanks for listening to Fierce Females in Franchising. 
We hope you feel inspired by the stories and insights shared by our amazing female franchise founders and franchisees. Don't forget to tune in next week for another episode filled with valuable advice, motivation, and a good dose of fun. And if you're ready to take the leap and explore franchising for yourself, head to our website for more information and resources. Remember, franchising is the best kept secret in town, and we're here to help you unlock its endless possibilities. So stay fierce, stay curious, and keep crushing those goals. Thanks for listening to Fierce Females in Franchising. We hope you feel inspired by the stories and insights shared by our amazing female franchise founders and franchisees. Don't forget to tune in next week for another episode filled with valuable advice, motivation, and a good dose of fun. And if you're ready to take the leap and explore franchising for yourself, head to our website for more information and resources. Remember, franchising is the best kept secret in town, and we're here to help you unlock its endless possibilities. So stay fierce, stay curious, and keep crushing those goals.